Khan's in the house. Yo, yo, what's good? I didn't even think you would do interviews, man. I, I you know. I don't do them, for you, real. For real? Yeah, I mean, I do do interviews, but this past year, i just been yeah. playing low and just trying to find my passion for doing this shit. So, yeah, man. <laughs> it's been a rough year. Man. <laughs> Two years. Hey, man, bro. But, you know, luckily, uh, we got the outlet of music. For sure. Because I know you've been using the music to get through them times, like we always do. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So. What, what what's coming up in 2022? I know we're moving ahead, but you know what you what you're working on. What's your resolutions for this year? Uh, music wise, or just anything. Life, um, yeah. Just to be more healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a smoker. I'm a drinker. I'm gonna stop that by the end of the year. For sure. Work out more. Mm-hmm. Um, spend time. Spend more time with family because I know people are getting older. Man. Ways where like how we losing people left and right, left and right. That shit is crazy. Yeah, man, it is, bro. Can we get something? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they say what you mean, Connors. Come on. <laughs> no, right. of course, man. <laughs> All right. But yeah, man. I mean, just yeah. He was like, "Nah, man. Fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fuck yeah. that shit. Yeah, I'm gonna. We I'm gonna, gonna fuck die. Bitches. <laughs> I'm trying to get money. We are gonna die. We gonna do this podcast. We don't know what's to happen. <laughs> no, nah, that's what's up, man. So. Got cons in the house, man. I'm glad to have you here, man. For sure, man. I'm happy to be here. I know it's cold as hell outside, so thank you for driving in this shit. Still got the hoodie on. Still, still got the hat the- on. <laughs> still got the hat on. I said, make yourself at home. And he ain't taking nothing off. He was like, yeah, it's cold outside. Took my shoes off. Yeah, that shit. Had to, man. How's everything been with the music? I know you I know you working. Yeah, um, I've been working in private, like not really broadcasting what I'm doing. For sure. But yeah, I'm... Working with a project with November Williams. Yeah. It's like a little, uh, I wouldn't say it's an EP. It's, it's actually an album. Yeah. Plan on dropping that sometime this spring or summer, hopefully. We gave you props on the last episode, man. We, we always give you your flowers on this show when your name comes up. So, like, a lot of our listeners always bring you up and say, who's Cons? And For sure. You know, so we show our love. And I even told you off the record, like, we need to give you an episode where we show love and give people the flowers and let them know who you are. You know For what sure. I'm saying? Because appreciate it. Yeah, of course, man. Like, I was telling you earlier how you and Joe make these albums these, these tell these stories and that's something that's missing in music mm-hmm. yeah I mean cause like a lot of stuff don't doesn't really have a concept like I really miss concept albums Man. because that's what makes me want to keep listening to the album like back 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 and back because like you might hear something later that yeah. you didn't hear last time and nowadays with the albums it just microwave music like okay I heard everything I'm gonna hear on it Damn. it's like the older I get the more I understand the classic albums, especially as an adult, like the Illmatics and mm-hmm. the classic albums. They hit different when you become a grown man. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they tell stories. Yeah, because like, like a lot of the stuff when I was listening to, like when I was younger, like Wu-Tang and Gangstar and man. Nas, like I didn't really understand what they was talking about when I was eight or nine years old. But now mm-hmm. listening back to it, I was like, wow. Man, you know what album hit for me as an adult? Roots, Things Fall Apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. Like that, people talk about mental health, and I I feel like rappers have always been on that path anyway in those classic albums. So now that it's become such a broad thing on social media and everywhere, they were just expressing that on these albums, right? You know the, what I'm saying? Uh, the bass player recently passed from that. Yeah, video. man. Yeah, yeah so, Hub. Yeah. yeah, rest in peace. Man. That's a scary thing, ain't it? Like yeah. the legend. Like every everybody we like grew up to is like 
passing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Biz Marquis, DMX. Sidney like, Poitier passed away today. Yeah, that's crazy. RIP. And what's wild is I was just watching uh, Uptown Saturday Night and Let's Do It Again the, the other night. I love black exploitation, so mm-hmm. that was able to see him in those films. Who who are some of your favorite actors? Black uh, actors. We show love actors. on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was younger, uh, Marlon Wayans, uh, that's kind of weird, but like, Marlon I love Wayans, the Wayans man, brothers, Wayans bro. Brothers I watch it all day. <laughs> when I was younger, uh, Jamie Foxx, for sure, mm-hmm. uh, Will Smith, Enzo Washington. Um, it's a lot of people I can't think of. I can't think of them off the top of my head. I think we should start a Wayne's Brothers fan club on Facebook, bro, because <laughs> sure. I watch that shit all the time. Like it's Bring the Wayne's Brothers back. <laughs> Forever, man. They should show that. Because every time I wake up at my job, it's always on the Parkers. And I have seen every of the Parkers episode right. at this point. So go ahead, bring Wayne's Brothers back on BET. Right. I got this uh, app where it shows like these 24-7 shows or whatever. They show like shows 24-7, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, it has a Wayne's Brothers station. I, I'm, I'm always watching. You on there shit. all the time? All day, man. It's either that or the office. Uh, see, bro, I, <laughs> I cannot get into the office. Man, the office is a fucking genius show. For man. real, the, the, the writers for I'm that late. show, man. Like, like if you really like, like, I mean, like the first two seasons are kind of boring, but when you get to the third season, that's when everything starts getting funny. And you like start to everything starts to have like a storyline to it. Mm-hmm. You start following. It's like, man, this shit is funny as hell. Okay, okay. See, you about to make me a believer now. Yeah, man. The Office, the office is dope. You watch Atlanta? Yeah. yeah. I love Atlanta. I, I actually only watched like the first season of Atlanta. I haven't seen like the... How many seasons are, are, there, are there right now? The third season is coming out this year. Okay, yeah. I haven't seen the second season. Man, it, it's, it's pretty funny, man. I think it's a Robin, Robin season. I could be incorrect. It's the name of the title of the season. Yeah. But, yo, great show. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of another show I like to watch. I'm waiting for Snowfall to come back on. Oh, man. Snowfall's one of my favorite shows right now. Snowfall. Yeah. What's your favorite show? I'm going to ask you since I have a producer. What show do you watch and you enjoy the soundtrack? Because some of these shows have the best soundtracks. Mm-hmm. What show do you like that has the best soundtrack? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Snowfall for me because they pick the best music to the pick oldies. the vibe. Yeah, yeah. love it. I'm going to say Snowfall and uh, the uh, Wu-Tang show. Because that's oh, my, shout out Wu-Tang. Yeah. That's, like, that's one of my biggest inspirations when I was growing up was Wu-Tang. What's your favorite Wu-Tang album? Wu-Tang Forever, for sure. I'm 36 Chambers, man. Yeah. I mean, 36 Chambers is a dope album, but like when I was growing up, like like when I, when I was listening to Wu-Tang, I didn't really get into Wu-Tang until I heard maybe like uh, Ghost, Ghostface's Iron Man. And mm. then after that, Wu Tang Forever came out, and that's what made me into a huge Wu Tang fan. And I went back and listened to all the older albums, and I was like, "Wow, this music is great." The show just puts them on a bit of a better light. Like mm-hmm. I love the stories that it's. I can't wait for the new season when they really uh, put some shine on ODB. Yeah, for I'm sure. real excited for that. I think they picked the cast well. Everybody fit. Did they, uh, did they get renewed for a new season? Yeah. Did they hear that? Yeah, okay. new season's coming. Nice. I'm hoping, I'm praying, because they always do. They, they, it'd be stupid if they didn't. Yeah. They played me on Lovecraft Country. They canceled that shit. The only but. thing I don't like about that show is the person that plays Rizzo. Bro, that shit okay. gets on my nerves. Rizzo does not look <laughs> yeah. like him. Or it does sounds not like, sound like him. Like, that dude is. First like, of all, the actor is great. He's a great actor. Yeah, right? I know. That's, but that's when he gets into Rizzo, he gets into this, like, Shakespearean. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? like You know you gotta have the one and the yeah. two and the three and then comes the four. I'm like, RZA had the wildest lisp. He had the craziest speech impediment. Right. So I don't know who that is, but my favorite is Davies. I think Davies he is killing Method Man. Method Man. Yeah. 
And the dude plays ODB too. Love it. Yeah. I wish I knew their names on the top of my head, but I just love the show so much. The uh, I know this dude's name, but I can't remember. The, uh, the one who plays Raekwon, he does a real good job. Oh, Shamik Moore. Shamik Moore, yeah, he does a real good job. Killed it. Good he got the little beer him. belly and all yeah, that shit, man. Little fat suit on. That's dope. <laughs> Yo, speaking of like shows, if you could pick like an era or a story in hip hop that could have a show, what would you pick? Um, it I could be like an 80s, 90s, anything. Like, hmm. I'd like to see a. A Nas biopic, or even like like a, a Nas series, like like a TV show where he's like growing up in Queensbridge and he's That'd be nice. around like Prodigy and Havoc and Cormega and yeah. Jay Z and all that. Could you imagine one on Jay Z? Yeah, that would be crazy too. Our Netflix gonna go up when they put the whole right. <laughs> it's gonna be thirty dollars. Like right. damn, man. But nah, man, we got cons in the building, man. Producer, MC, we know we got to chop it up and break the ice on the podcast. Thanks for being on the show, man. For sure. I'm glad you, glad you had me. Real quick, man. You want to plug yourself real quick? Where can they follow you at? Check you out, Twitter, all that. Let them know real quick. <clears throat> um, you can follow me on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Handle is at ConCity, C-O-N-Z-C-I-T-Y. Um, I'm on Facebook, Ian Consware, and I have a BeatStars. It's uh, BeatStars. I'm sorry, it's uh, cons slash beatstar. I'm sorry, it's not even that. It's uh, cons. Come on, cons. <laughs> Cons.beatstars.com. Yes, sir. Please check it out. Support my brother, man. Great engineer, great person. We're going to talk to him today. We're going to get to know Ian. We're going to get to know cons. We're going to talk music, production. We're going to have a nice little vibe on this episode. You can follow me on social media, www.jeanpthemc.com. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, at jeanpthemc. Episode 25, cons. We'll be right back. Cons, you going to stick around with us, bro? You good? Yes, sir. All right, man. This is Jean Peter, MC, and cons. Peace. Uh, say what you mean. Mean what you say. I'm from the 3 3 yo. Where them boys don't play. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. I'm from the 3 3 yo. Where them boys don't play. From the northwest to the northeast. Say my name once and they know it's me. Southeast to the southwest. No arguments. Yeah, I got next, Jean P. One, two. Let me talk my yo, shit yo, 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 what up, man? Jean Peter uh, MC. Episode 25. Say what you mean. Cons, what's going on, man? Not much, man. It's chilling. Chillin man, now. glad to have you here, like always. He took his hat off, so, you know, he got a little comfortable in the crib, man. It ain't so cold, you know. It's all good in here. But... I have my hat on because I ain't had a haircut like in two months. <laughs> man, I'm not judging. I have no hair, so I have no right to judge. You know what I'm saying? But no, man, we got cons in the house, man. We uh, always want to have, like, producers on the show. You know, and uh, now that we're able to talk with you, the world knows you as cons, but we want to get to know Ian. So I like to ask all of my guests when they first come on the show, especially them being from the 330, uh, what was their experience like growing up here in the city? Um, well, I grew up over on the northeast side over by uh, Belden School. Okay. So, I mean, I grew up over there. It wasn't like, I think we stayed like in between like the bad and the good neighborhood. It was like right in between. And, uh, I remember being young and walking, uh, going to Majority's drive-thru all the time. Yeah. The niggas from Second Street, you always, like, ask the little kids, like, hey, are you trying to be part of, the, you trying to be part of Rated? <laughs> trying to gang, <laughs> right. trying to initiate, you know what I'm saying? And I'd be like, what would my mom think? <laughs> I don't want to be a gang member, right? I'm just right. to get some pop. <laughs> I'm just trying to get some snacks and some pops and go home. <laughs> trying to jump you in early. Yeah. 
Man. Um, yeah, I mean, growing up over there, and uh, I went to Hartford Middle School. Um, okay, so gang, gang. No, just- <laughs> <laughs> Seemed like it, man. man. Like, but like, like back when I went to Hartford, like they, that's when they had everybody wearing uniforms because it was like, I guess it was a whole oh, bunch of bad man. shit going on yeah. in Hartford. So they made everybody wear uniforms, and that shit was crazy because by the time I got to high school, I had no clothes. All I had was <laughs> uniforms. So. I can't wear these Hartford uniforms right. to McKinley, bro. It's going, not working. Going to school shopping for high school, like my mom had me like seven outfits. So Damn. <laughs> Same outfit. Match a drip. Yeah. Hey, man, there was some Every high week. school days. But yeah, I mean, just growing up on the Northeast side and I mean, that's where I learned, that's where I, all my skills to do music and rap and produce. Um, my mom, when I was uh, 11 years old, she had got me a keyboard and I didn't know anything about the keyboard. I just started like playing around it and then started playing songs I heard on the radio by ear. And mm-hmm. that's how my love came from making beats and just putting together compositions eventually when I turned 15 and that's how the music started for me for real for real what was the first beat that you made that you remember was it good was it bad it was horrible I remember was like- <laughs> I was in the basement and my mom had this stereo but like I had my keyboard hooked up to her stereo cause I like I don't know how I knew how to do that shit I used to just like it just came yeah just, I used to just fuck around plugging shit into her shit but <laughs> I had my keyboard plugged into the stereo and I was making a beat and my mom had came down in the basement to do some laundry and she was like this sounds like graveyard music <laughs> thought you was making some right. heat my like, mama Joe ass. Right. I was like this is fire in my head I was like this is fire this is fire <laughs> came down and crushed my dreams I'm like this sounds like graveyard music turn it down <laughs> it just killed you it's all right, right man. so once you got better with the beats what was the first dope beat that you made the one that was like okay I can I can do this I think it's when I was in high school because I had like a new keyboard and I was trying to make beats like the RZA. I was trying to make like Wu-Tang type okay. beats and I mean that's probably where that's probably where my first dope beat actually came from is 15 years old ninth grade and just uh, taking my beats with me on tape had a Walkman <clears throat> I was listening to my beats on my tape on, on the Walkman while I was on the bus and uh, so, like that's back when CD players were popular and somebody was like, why is he listening to tapes? Why, why does he have a fucking Walkman? <laughs> Get a fucking CD Right, player. bro. Nobody has those no more. But then, like, I had showed somebody. Like, I like I had, like, like they had asked me what I was listening to. And I took my headphones off and I showed them. And it was like, what's this? I was like, I made this. I was like, word. And I mean, that's how people, like, started knowing that I did music. Because I used to, like, I made music, like, back in fifth grade. But I didn't tell nobody until that moment when I was in high school. They were trying to see what you was listening to. Because you know how kids like, what you listening to? And right. it'd be some bullshit. You right. Like, oh. And I was quiet, too. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like, so people like was really wondering, like, what is he listening to? What's going on in his head right now? Like, like, what type of person is he? Like, does he like country music? Does he like rap music? So nobody even knew you were into hip-hop or R&B? Mm-mm. Nope. Man. Who were some of your favorite producers when you first got into production? Um, Juicy J and DJ Paul. Uh, oh, at Memphis Underground. Yeah. I was just listening to some uh, Spanish Fly. I don't know how far you go back into Memphis Underground, but I was listening to some DJ Spanish Fly. All that Memphis shit is my I'm favorite. Man, fire. Yeah. Um, also, Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. I was a, like, I was a big Dr. Dre fan when I was younger. Um, and the RZA, of course. And uh, DJ Premier. 
DJ Premier. What's your favorite DJ Premier beat? Uh, I think it's called For the Cash. For the Cash, For the Cash, For the Cash. Is it on the Gangstar album? I think it's on like the first or second. No, it's, on, it's, it's like on the second Gangstar album. And I love Gangstar, and I should know that. Yeah, it's like... I can't hum it out, but... Damn. <laughs> See, now I'm going to be salty because I'm going to know it. I'm going to go back and play it after we do the show. That's what's up. So you got into MCing too, but you seem to get more into production or were you doing both? Or if you could pick one that you really fell in love with more, uh, what would you prefer, MCing or producing? Uh, when I was younger, I mean, it was probably MCing because I, that's what I started off doing, actually, before I even played keyboards. Right. But um, I started rapping first and... I wanted to record myself, so I had to have music. Yeah. So I started rapping over instrumentals and eventually started making beats to everything I was rapping to. Um, <clears throat> but now it's it's probably like I love making beats more than rapping because I felt like I've, I've done talked about everything <laughs> I can talk about. So I really don't have any, like I really don't catch inspiration to write that much anymore. So, but like ideas for beats are always coming. Always so, in your head. Because I feel yeah. like you all, as a producer, you're always listening to sounds around mm -hmm. you. And plus, yeah. I'm the type of person that listens to music when I do anything. Brushing my teeth, right. doing chores in the crib, and something pops up and I get like inspired. For sure. Definitely. So um, here, here's a question for me. For those who want to get more into production, what's, what do you recommend is the best way for them to start when it comes to uh, producing? Um. I think that's really, I mean, everybody starts different. Um, for me, I mean, it's just it's just getting the equipment and having the ear and the drive to want to learn more about music. Because I, I started doing music, I didn't know anything about music theory. Hmm. So, I mean, it was just, everything was just played by ear and just pressing keys on the keys and finding things that sounded similar. See, the fact that you even considered even taking music theory and understanding the sound really shows like the dedication you take as a producer. Because some people make beats like that. They just for pay sure. for the equipment and yeah. just expect it to do it for them. Pushing a whole bunch of buttons. And, and they'd be like, oh, this is loops. a hit. Yeah, just some <laughs> loops, you know. It's a process to everything. Um, other than hip-hop and R&B, what are your favorite genres of music to listen to? Um, rock. Really? Yeah, like like seventies rock, like uh, Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin and uh, Black Sabbath. I'm the Wall it. goes crazy. I love The Wall. Dark Side, my, Dark Side, Dark of the Side. Moon yeah, is probably my favorite album ever. You like Kiss? Yeah, yeah, I like Kiss. I knew. Shout out to my man uh, Robert Kerrigan. Right, he's like a super Kiss fan, mm -hmm. and we used to work together at Midwest Health. And every night, he would always give me some random fact about Kiss. And he was like, "Yo, I have an album with Kiss when they didn't have makeup on, and I didn't even know. I thought they always wore the makeup, right. but I guess they started off without wearing makeup. And he brought in the vinyl, and when I looked it up, that shit was worth <laughs> hundreds of dollars. But right. he was that dedicated to Kiss, and then he also told me that." There was a kiss uh, casket. When you die, you could pay for a kiss casket. And I guess it's almost $100,000. That's wild. It's a kiss cafe. <laughs> Nigga loves kiss. I'm not going to eat at a kiss thing <laughs> right. restaurant. I don't want to eat at nowhere named kiss. Right. So what was your first software or hardware that you had getting into production? Um, the first hardware that I had was probably um I had this I forget I forget what the model of the drum machine was but it was made by Boss 
it was a boss drum machine. It was like black and orange. It was like a little compact rectangular little mm-hmm. drum machine. Um, and I used that for probably about like two years. And then I, uh, I had got a, a computer and that's when I started using Free Loops back when it was called Free Loops. Like I had like a second version of it and I started making beats on there and they eventually changed the name to FL Studio and mm-hmm. continued using FL Studio. And then eventually I started using Logic to make beats and that's where I'm at now. I feel kind of whack because, you know, Cons was like, you still got that old ass logic. I'm like, damn, I got to update. I just know how to use it, Cons. Damn, I'm not complex. As long as I can record on this shit. Man, the new, like, like Logic 10 is so advanced, though, man. Like, like it's, it's a lot you could do in there. For real? Yeah. See, now I got to get my shit together. I yeah. just be wanting to press record and rap, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot to be, like, like especially with, with your machine, too. Mm-hmm. It's a lot you could do in Logic 10. See, man, I only have machine on my laptop. I have the newer Logic on my laptop, like Logic okay. 10. Yeah. So maybe when we get done, you could like school me. Because I'll be trying to, I need cons to give me some lessons on my production. Because I'll sure. be coming up with some dope loops, but it's just the right way. I love learning the science of production and how to do things. So I, I respect the producers so much. But I want to ask you as a producer, uh, what do you feel about production now versus production from when you started or how you remember it as it being a, Hard, not a hard process, but a process with some thought versus now you can just do it in the snap of a finger in regards to making beats. Um, what I think about the thought process now, yeah, I mean, it's a lot easier. I mean, it's hard to come up with something new because everything is recycled, even chord progressions or everything is just right. playing a different key. But I mean, back then it was more fun because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> so like now I, That's I, dope. I so like now I know what I'm doing is like oh my god I have to do something new I don't know what to do new I don't know what to do new <laughs> so you like can learn so you just learn the program first before you even get into the musicality of it or you just kind of learn as you go I learn as I go um, but also I mean I know enough to do what I need to do until I need to learn more if that makes sense yeah it makes sense but yeah I mean it's just. It's just that. Kyle's <laughs> like, I know how to do this shit, bro. I could do this podcast right now. I, I, I know I what to do. I can't explain it. I can't explain it. I just know it. how to do it. <laughs> do you have any uh, interesting studio stories? Because, you know, you are an engineer. You know what I'm saying? You are in the studio working on things. Do you have any interesting studio stories you could share on the show? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a couple crazy ones. I remember uh, this probably happened about a year ago. Some chick, some chick pulled a knife out on me in the, in the studio. <laughs> For what? I don't know. She 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 was tweaking. Was she? Was, like, did you? Were you recording her? Yeah. Oh, this is an artist. But, like like I don't want to get into like everything yeah. We ain't gonna say no names. Yeah. But like like she uh, like she thought like I was setting her up or something because like some people had came down and she wigged out and she pulled out a knife and started coming at me with it and her friend had to grab her and hold her back. Oh, bro. That was crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I think the time when uh, Trippy Red had came to record. Um, oh, shit. That's what's up. So much weed smoking in the basement. <laughs> like, we had, well, like, so much weed smoking in the studio. We had to, I had to, I had to step outside at times. Cause Man, how do you so stay awake fun. in them sessions where they just smoke like that? It's very hard. It's and you gotta hard. maintain and make sure you on their taste and shit. I have to like not smoke <laughs> so I can like focus on what everybody else is doing. Because if if I'm smoking, it's yeah, I'm gonna be sleep. So what was it like with Trippy in the studio? 
I mean, he was cool. He was he was he was on earth. Um, it was a track for uh, J Mo. Okay, shout out J Mo. Uh, actually, it was uh, with J Mo and Burner. It's on Burner's album. Um, I remember set. that. Okay, yeah. him and J Mo had recorded their verses there, and uh, Trippy Red had his uh, his bodyguards and his people with him. But I mean, he was he was cool. He was down to earth. Um, he came in and freestyled some shit. And I was like. Shit's fire. I don't know if it was a freestyle, but like he already had what he wanted to say in like latest verse in like two minutes, three minutes. You have any uh you brush any shoulders with any other celebrities or any other artists that you Um Stally. Child Stally. Yeah. Um Chip the Ripper. Chip Yuck. the Ripper. Yeah. Man. Yakimov. Uh it's a lot of people. I mean, I, I mean, it's not a lot, but it's a, it's a few people that I brush shoulders with. You produced you produce a track for uh, Bubba Sparks, right? Yeah, Bubba Sparks. That yeah. that was dope track. I met Bubba, Bubba Sparks as well. Um, it's a lot of people that I, I can't think of off the off the top of my head, but yeah, I mean, I've done tracks for uh, Currency, um, Thirty Eight Special. Shout out Thirty Eight Special. Yeah. That's what's up, man. You you got a nice yeah. You got to show your credits off, man. I be wanting you to talk. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's just, I mean, like I don't really talk, so it's kind of like yeah. Like, you speak with the sounds. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like to brag on hey, myself. Man. <laughs> Sometimes we got. It's called say what you mean. This is a right. safe space for that. So you know, I just be it. like I said it on the podcast. Cons, I want to ask you: uh, Do you prefer sampling, or do you like making original beats? I like doing both. Probably about about the same um sampling is a little bit easier because the idea is right there for you like you already have like sounds at your disposal making the beat from scratch is more like okay i have to figure out what i'm doing first yeah like i want to know what type of beat i'm gonna do first before i even push these keys but so, i mean like sometimes the beat might come out i might just be playing around on the keyboard and i'm like oh that sounds pretty dope and do that and add on to it so, okay What's your favorite sample that you flipped? <clears throat> or what type of style of vibes or whatever? What's one that you flipped that was like, yeah, I love flipping that record? Because some producers have those samples they always go back to and rework it or do something else with it. Right. There's so many samples. Uh, probably the uh, Giving Up sample by Gladys Knight. Mm. Giving Up. It's hard to do. My yeah. bad to be sample snitching on the podcast. I just had to ask Kyle <laughs> nah, the question, nah. you know? <laughs> Yo, yeah, because on Twitter like, they'd be like, "Don't be sample snitches." And uh, also, uh, Al Green, uh, "Wish You Were Here." I probably sampled that probably about like ten times. <laughs> you like Al Green? Yeah, you a Marvin Gaye head though, yes. right? Yeah. Listen, Marvin man, Gaye. Mar yep. got the picture. I got my my tag. I love yep. Marvin Gaye, man. I'm a huge uh, '70s soul fan. Man, nothing like it. Yeah, for sure. If you could pick an era to be a producer in, would it be the '70s? Yes, it would. For real? Yeah. I would, have, I would actually like to be a musician in the 70s, like like just playing the bass or playing the keys for a, a band back then. Like It seemed like back in the day you could like be a free musician and just live and mm -hmm. see the world. Like like the music was free. They had like no worries about like, oh, what's on the radio? What would this <laughs> sound like? They just And they still playing the heart. records to this day. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to the 70s, man. Shout, shout out to out Marvin to the Gaye. 70s, for sure. So, what more do you want to do musically in regards to production? Like, is there any other styles that you haven't done yet that you want to get into? Yeah, I mean, I wanted to do a... Uh, I've actually been thinking about, like, starting a band. Because mm. I want to... Uh, 
I'm going to produce for the band and also, like, play keys for it. But kind of like how Silk Sonic is. You know That's what I'm hard. But, but instrumental. Or, like, like Hiatus Coyote or... Shout uh, out to Hiatus Coyote. Or the Minahan Street Band. Minahan Street... See, Cons, you... Yeah. See, this is dope. He knows this. <laughs> he knows this shit, man. Yeah, I'm definitely a fan of, like, like the modern jazz. Yeah. Like, like the jazz, hop, hip-hop. Yeah, I'm, a, so. I'm a real big fan of instrumentation. One of my favorite uh, jazz and hip hop uh, combinations was Guru when he did Jazzmatazz mm-hmm. or yeah. Jazz. I could be saying it wrong. Jazz, jazz matters. Jazzmatazz. Yeah, yeah. There's a song he has called Sights in the City. Mm-hmm. When I heard that song when I was like 14, I'm like, yep, this is yeah. what I want to do. Jazz and hip hop go hand in hand, and people kind of. Sure. What do you think about lo fi? You fuck with lo fi? Yeah, or? I like lo fi. Okay. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Somebody said it was gentrified sim. <laughs> gentrified? <laughs> gentrified sim. I'm like, let these little motherfuckers live. Right. My son will listen to that. He'll just put it on YouTube and just let it play. I'm like, you know what you listen to? He's like, yeah, dad, it's lo-fi. Yeah, they'd be able to have like hour, like hour-long playlists of that shit. Like yeah, hours. man. And it'd be the same drums. You'd just be right. like, all right, this, this, it's kind of cool. I can get with this. Right. So, Cons, man, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about your albums and your music because you got a nice catalog too, man. We talk about the influences, but you have a nice discography yourself. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to come at you about your album, man. This is John Peter MC, episode 25. Cons, you sticking around? You good? Yes, sir. All right, man, we'll be back. This is John Peter MC. Peace. Just chilling out, man, having a good time, talking music, laughing, you know. 
having a good vibe. So now we talked about the influence and the inspirations and what made you want to be a producer, but you are an artist yourself. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's only right that we uh, give you props and really want to ask you about these albums that you produce yourself. Because once you learn how to produce yourself and master that, and once you MC and put that together, you put together some great projects, bro. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Great, man. Like, <laughs> I remember when the album came out in 2015, I remember that whole press run and how you had it. Mm-hmm. And I love revisiting albums from when I first heard them. And this one sucked me in. Like, so I want to ask pause. you pause. <laughs> pause me on my own podcast. I enjoyed it. Pause. Pause that too. Now, anyway, but cons, I want to ask you, starting with the beginning, or well, this wasn't necessarily the first, but as far as albums. What was the process like when you made the album that came out in 2015? Um, those songs um, were very personal songs. I actually spent like probably about three or four years writing those songs before I figured like beats to make around them. And man, like a lot, of, like a lot of those songs, I didn't even write to a beat. I just it was like poetry at, at the point. Like I, I would just, I would get in these these kind of vibes or these kind of moves and just start writing my feelings down and eventually started making beats around them and just trying to, I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to do with the album. It was just, I mean, like it's a, it's a very personal experience. Like very. it's like to the point like where I don't even like listening to it anymore. Cause I don't want to go back into that mm. same type of mind state that I was in. So I try to, I try to avoid it for real, for real. Really, man. So some, <clears throat> some projects remind you of that. Like mm. there's albums that I have that I really enjoyed making them, but I didn't like where I was at as a person. Yeah, for sure. And plus, ironically, it was about five, six years ago, and this mm-hmm. came out in 2015. Yeah. So you may have been a different person during that process, but I'm sure musically, it just you felt you were doing some crazy, amazing yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I was making the best music of my life, but also, it was probably like, I, out of all the projects I did, that was probably like the worst time I had doing it because it mm. was very emotional, just... yeah. Pouring these songs out and writing these stuff, writing these songs and recording them, because like back then I wasn't recording myself. My homie, uh, Deshaun Young, uh, shout out to D Young. He was shout he was, out D Young. He was recording me at them points and yeah, yeah. I mean, like he was seeing every emotion I was going through, like recording Man. them and yeah. You I, could like hear it on the album too. Yeah, like, for sure. It it wasn't that was. You know, because we've always known each other, but we don't know each other personally. Mm-hmm. And that album, I was like, man, I, damn. You know, I didn't know this was going on, or I never even heard him, you know, express himself this way. Right. So the album, did you get a lot of reviews, a lot of feedback? Because I know that was the one where people saw your expertise as a producer and an engineer. Yeah, I mean, it, it got a lot of people. Like, a lot of people still say that that's their favorite album. That's, that's their favorite album for me. Mm-hmm. But um, to me, it's just, I mean, like, I love it. Like, I love the work that I did on it, but it's just, it's just like a little bit too personal for me now. Like, I'm just trying to, yeah. Like, now it's just like, I'm trying to put that behind me. Facts. And move forward. So, with the concepts of your albums, right? Do mm-hmm. you get, because me, when I listen, I hear Dre. Do you, do you study Dre in regards to like the sound? Because yeah. it's such a pristine sound. Yeah. Like, that's, that's like my, my main. That's like my main uh, inspiration for mixing is Dr. Dre because I remember back in '99 when uh, 2001 had came out his uh, album 2001. I noticed how like all of his songs, his snares hit harder than everything else. I love 2001. Yeah, and that's like that's basically how I learned how to mix my snares and my kicks and 
like like everything like like all his percussions like stood out on 2001 and everything everything else like the instruments were like kind of like in the background dr but, dre yeah okay so let's we move forward you're still producing still working for others but you came out with go in 2019 yeah i had a lot of fun doing that album i can Actually, tell yeah i had a lot of fun doing it and like the reason why I named it Go, like I don't even think I'm the Go, like but like people were calling me it, calling me the Go, and I just wanted to kind of like a make it parody. That's why I had a, like a dead goat on the cover, <laughs> <laughs> because like like fuck a goat, I don't care. Like but like I I do feel like I am one of the best to do it. Hell yeah, to uh, make beats, to engineer, and rap all, all in one. So I mean I was like fuck it, might as well call it a goat. Everybody else is calling me the goat, so. And you had some features on there. You had uh, Nicasso, you had Nuoyo, D. Young, Joe Allende, uh, Ali. Red. Oh, yeah, you had Red. Uh, what was your favorite November. feature on there? Um, probably the songs, uh, probably the song that me, Joe, and D. Young had did okay. uh, called Go. Go is my favorite. Yeah, and uh, Doll Hairs. I love that sample that y'all used on yeah, Go. Fire. Sure. And that came out in 2019. You yeah. had Nicasso on there too, going off. Yeah, on Glow. Yeah. Shout out Nicasso. So a year later, you got into a new, uh, kind of like a duo, kind of like a concept. I looked at it as with Joe Allende, you released Planes. Yeah, yep. Uh, Planes came out on February 29th, mm -hmm. actually a leap year in uh, 2020. And uh, that was an album that we just did in a span of a week. Like, like wow. all, all those songs were done in a week. We just hit this this type of vibe, this type of stroll where we were just like making songs that whole week and everything just came out dope and was like, hey, let's drop this and call it Planes. Man, well, to be in the backseat of producing these albums and you've done them for a lot of other artists and concepts, it was just something about Planes that made me feel you put 100%, like I heard an elevated cons in this production and everything behind it. What was the meaning behind Planes? Um, It was just... I mean, we were smoking a lot of weed. <laughs> we were smoking, right. <laughs> we were smoking a lot of weed, and like, like we just felt like the music was elevating, and Word. we were just trying to figure out a title for the album. Like, like halfway we were through it, and it was like, I was like, let's call it Planes. We're high right now. <laughs> We've been smoking planes all day. What so was we, what's been the experience like working with Joe Allende? Oh man, um, Joe was dope. I mean, he's probably one of my favorite people to work with because I mean, when he comes in, he'll just like he could hear something. Like I, I could make a beat right there on the spot, and he'll hear like automatically. It'll click in his head, and he's writing and he's writing. And I never hear a word until this nigga start recording. Man. And then, then when he starts like he goes through it like in one or two takes. I'm like, how the fuck do you have that type of pristine flow? Lee and, MC and like like get it down that quick because it takes me like a couple of days to memorize a verse and actually rap it how I'm rapping. <laughs> so I like Hood on Planes with Mike Diesel. With Mike Shout Diesel. out my man Mike yeah, Diesel, Diesel too, man. Sure. With all those artists that you're working with and you having a little bit of vet status locally, who are some of your favorite artists in Canton throughout the years? Um, I really enjoy working with J-Mo. Um, Black Jesus, uh, Javon Clark, Child Javon, him. yeah, uh, Diesel for sure, uh, November Williams, uh, my dude, uh, D and D, uh, Daryl, shout out D and D. You guys did an album in twenty twenty, or you did an EP, yeah, right? Yep, it's called uh, Calls. It's on everything. Okay, that was a dope project that we 
yeah, did in 2020. One of my favorite projects that I've done. Um, it was like my probably second time at like doing an R&B album, R&B inspired album. So that came out pretty dope. Um, I forgot what the question was. <laughs> yeah. Do you prefer R&B or hip hop? Like working on them production wise. R and B at this point because I get to get I I, I get to be more uh, musical with mm-hmm. everything and yeah okay but then in twenty twenty one you guys released Planes too yeah Planes two where to now man that shit that's my that's my favorite the album was like like a different process like we started off recording songs for it in Brooklyn yeah I got this Airbnb in Brooklyn dope and we stayed there for like about five or six days and I think in those five or six days. We got about 10 tracks done, and then we came back here and did, like, another 20 tracks. And we only picked probably about, like, 16, 17 tracks for the playing. So we plans too. So we have a lot more tracks that we didn't release for that we plan on doing something with. Planes 3? Not for Planes 3. We was probably going to, like, call this, like, the layovers okay. or something. That'd be dope. Yeah. Okay. And then you're also working on November Williams' upcoming album. The last episode, we talked about that. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us anything about the album? It's dope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we started, uh, yeah, we started working on it uh, a year ago, actually. And we just been putting little pieces here, put pieces there, just making sure everything is right, don't want to rush anything. And, yeah, I mean, that... that project is gonna be fire Shout she played me the me. intro yeah and that shit was like and cause she told me you learned to play the piano yeah you've been learning a lot of instruments what else have you learned to play uh guitar I know how to play guitar a little bit that's what's up um, I've always known how to play saxophone a little I mean I'm not as good as I was then but I can still play a little bit um yeah guitar saxophone piano that's man Cons man you be doing it bro you're a real <laughs> producer man Yo, out here. Yo, out here. <laughs> Who are your favorite uh, producers now, currently? Um, currently? Yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, like, I have, like, favorite producers from, like, 2000 to 2010. Anytime. Okay, like Just Blaze, uh, Kanye, for sure. Boy Wonder. Um... Oh, okay, okay, okay. You know, before we get into that, because that's the reason why I want you to answer with current producers. Are there any there's any new ones you don't like or that you do like? You you like Metro Boomin? Uh, I mean, uh, what about uh, DJ Dahi? Who's that? West Coast, like work with Dom Kennedy, work with like Kendrick. Mm, I like Cardo. Cardo was hard. Cardo got wings. He's dope. Um, hmm. <laughs> okay, here's a good one. Jay Dilla or Black Milk? Ooh, Jay Dilla. RZA or DJ Premier? Ooh, shit. Mm. That's a hard one, man. Y'all take a shot now on this plane. <laughs> uh, RZA. Okay. Or RZA. Alchemist or Just Blaze? Mm. Alchemist is one of my favorites, too. Um, Alchemist. Dr. Dre or Timbaland? Dr. Dre. Swiss Beats or Jermaine Dupri? I never really liked Swiss Beats, man. What? <laughs> nah, man. Like, I always think his beats always has that boom, 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 bo
All right, we're going to take it back. Quincy Jones or Babyface? Quincy. Teddy Riley or Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis? Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley is a beast. Yeah, for sure. He killed. He, he would have killed it on verses, but he couldn't figure out his iPad right, camera or whatever. It sound fucking mo- fucked him all the way. Bro, they played him. <laughs> so as you continue to get into producing, uh, what's more that you want to do with it? What's your goals, and how far do you want to go in your production? And even as an artist, if you even want to get back into that, because you, I, I always ask you all the time, and I know a lot of people ask you to rap, but you be like, nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um. I mean, with rapping, I don't know. But I know with production, I want to do, like, scores for movies. And I want to get into, like, licensing my beats to video games and commercials and all that. That's what's up. I would love to hear some cons in a movie, man. What kind of movies would you want to make? Music would you make movies for? Any. Like, like I like like playing piano scores, but I also like... That's why also I want to start a band, so, like... Like in certain movies, could have like that certain seventies type of feel to yeah. where they have a band like playing the shit behind the scenes and all that. I'm gonna do a remake of Shaft, so I'm gonna need you to go ahead and uh, just do some. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> I love black exploitation, bro. I love that seventies. I love the seventies. Anything seventies inspired. The Mac is probably my favorite movie. The uh, exploitation movie. Rest in peace, the bro. He passed sure. away. Rest in peace. So cons, man. When we come back, I like to have a segment called P's Positive Points. We're gonna take a quick break. And I'm going to have you come up with a quote, and I'm going to give you my quote, and we're going to get up out of here. All okay. right? Gotcha. Right back, man. Episode 25, John Peter MC Khan. Say what you mean. Peace. Check. Episode 25, say what you mean. Cons in the house, what's up, man? Yo, thank you for sticking around, bro. I appreciate you for coming through. Most definitely. Being on the show. 
You know, I don't want to be that rapper and always ask you for beats. You know what I'm saying? But I do want to, we do got to work for sure. Cons is always, for those that don't know, every album I've had, uh, Cons has mixed and mastered it and engineered it. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank you for, that's the first thing they say on my projects is the mixing and mastering. So I have the man himself. So all those who listen to my music and wonder who does the mixing and mastering, this is the man himself. He has his own artistry, his own projects. Uh, anything new you're working on? Or you just want to keep everything top secret right now? Yeah, I mean, everything is, is a secret. I mean, the only thing that's not a secret is the project me in November. November guy. So, yeah. I already know what's next is about to be crazy. I can just tell. <laughs> yeah. So, what I heard from you in November, beautiful, man. Thank you. Real, real beautiful. So, I like to end uh, my podcast with a positive point. So, uh, it's just a way of sending off the guests, you know, on the show. Uh, you got your quote? You want me to go first? Which you can you? go first. Okay. So, my positive point for the day is... Your passion and consistency are what leads you to your success. And that's very important, you know. I tell my son all the time, you get out what you put in. So I always see, even being 31, starting music at 18, it's slowly but surely the things I want out of it are coming. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Just being consistent. Because I feel like in music, once you stop, people just roll over and go to the next. Right. But you just got to stay consistent and make things that'll make them remember you. Definitely. So consistency to me is definitely important and that's a message that artists should know because you know some people will quit because nobody likes their song or there's not getting enough likes or enough numbers it's such a numbers thing but if you feel what you're doing just stick with it and stay with it i'm tired of this algorithm right man like you have to like post something very controversial or something stupid for people to pay attention to anything and that's crazy because it's showing what people really pay attention to but for the ones that Make authentic music, make authentic albums, you know. Mm-hmm. There's 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 a place for everybody in this shit. For sure. You know, so got your quote cons? Yes. Let's hear it. Um, I mean this quote can go how however. It's all about perspective, how anybody can take it. But the quote is, You aren't what you think you are. Mm. And that 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 basically means that everybody, every single person that you meet has a different perception of you. Mm-hmm. And you might not, like, like you might feel like you're the worst person in the world, but, like, somebody else might be like, oh, he's the greatest person in the world. Or you might think you're the shit. And somebody, like, might be like, that nigga ain't nobody. You right. I mean? So everybody has their own perception. You're like, nobody views you the same. Or, like, you don't see yourself how everybody else sees you. That's real. So That's real, man. Love that point, brother. Cons, man, thank you for uh, being on the show. Any last shout-outs, anything you want to say to the people before we get off of here? Um, Shout-out to you, my guy. Thank um, you, brother. Shout-out to the whole Canton music scene. And shout-out to my mama. Love Always. <laughs> shout-out, mama. This is Jean-P the MC. Thank you for being on the show, man. We're going to see y'all next episode. This is Jean-P the MC. Say what you mean. www.jeanpthemc.com. Peace, peace. Uh, say what you mean. Mean, mean what you say. I'm from the 3-3, yo. Oh, where them boys don't play. Say what you mean. Mean, mean what you say. I'm from the 3-3, yo. Oh, where them boys don't play. From the Northwest to the Northeast. Say my name once and they know it's me. Southeast. To the southwest, no arguments. Yeah, I got next, Jean P. One, two. Let me talk my shit again, real quick. Uh, I will not settle. These voices not on my level. If we got beef, we can settle. Heavy as metal.